shark bait. Ooh, ha, ha. Hi, internet land. Bubbles. Bubbles. Uh, bubbles. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> just going for the theme. Uh, just keep swimming. No, just <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to the Finding Nemo podcast. No, Shot just clean. kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Pete Sherman, while we wait. Pete Sherman, while we wait. Sorry. This is mine. We're, mine. We're, we're way off now. We've just lost the demographic. We got no chance. He no, touched the butt. Hy- <laughs> he touched the butt. Well, no, we're hyping up Finding Nemo because, like, part of the movie took place in Australia, which is where Elimination <sighs> Chamber is going to be taking place. That segue. Mikey <laughs> saving it. Wow. Good job, Mikey. Nobody would have noticed. Good job. Saving the day one, you know, transition at a time. But <laughs> hi, Internet land. Welcome back to another weekly edition of the Friday Night Faction Reviews, your weekly WWE Smackdown review team. I am El Jefe himself, Mikey. Joined with me, as always, is you love him. You know him. You can find him almost every single week on the AEW Dynamite Reviews. And uh, we're slowly indoctrinating him into the cult of Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. The professor himself, John, it is so happy to have you back again for another SmackDown. Hi, everybody. And I, I'm honored to meet this masked gentleman who seems dashingly handsome for just a chin and lips. <laughs> that is very true. And you have seen him on multiple occasions over on the Raw Squad reviews for WWE Monday Night Raw. He recently was on a two-week hiatus looking for many but he has found him and put it back in the basement. <laughs> Senior Lucha Don't, welcome to the Friday Night Faction Reviews. It is nice to have you back because it's been a while since we've had you over here. Well, on no, Minnie was on SmackDown, but Minnie's in the basement. <laughs> yeah. So I had to come do it because, you know, Minnie doesn't deserve to see the light of day. It's fair. Yeah, he, it's fair. Yeah. He believes that Kenny Omega is a great wrestler. So he doesn't get to see the light of day. <laughs> I mean, that's I, why he's in the basement, not because he does magic tournaments and Walmart parking lots and stuff. This in and out parking. It was an in and out parking lot. Oh wow, um, that's even shadier. I would think. Uh, yeah, but no, yeah, he's he's there and he's struggling because he thinks Kenny Omega is a good wrestler. Kenny Omega is a good wrestler, isn't Kenny See, Omega a good wrestler? Now you need to go into the basement too. Oh no! Wow. wow. Okay, he's gonna come find us now. Before we get in trouble with the Kenny Omega fans, because we're gonna get canceled. Uh, like I said, we're here for another WWE SmackDown review. This SmackDown takes place in Utah, and it was on Friday, February sixteenth, two thousand twenty-four. Why'd you say it? Utah. <laughs> Utah. Utah. Sorry. Look, the United look, the United States is a very weird place in general, but Utah is the unicorn of the United States. Like nobody really talks about Utah. It's very mysterious. Okay, nobody I, would talk about Iowa if it wasn't for Slipknot and Seth Rollins. You took the That's, two things I was gonna say that I was known for. Good <laughs> job there, Lucha. Don't I was like, what about Slipknot? Uh, Utah, if you've ever driven through it, not to go tangent, because I know we gotta con- truncate these things. Uh Utah. It's fascinating that Salt Lake City has 200,000 people, but Salt Lake City Metropolitan has like over a million. And it's like, wait, what? So for SmackDown to go to Utah, go to Salt Lake City, it's just jaw-dropping to me. Like, that's such a, a big little city, if that makes any sense, like some of these towns. Not to Mormons. talk all the... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Mormons will double or triple your population. Uh Anyway, sorry, Mikey. I tangented that. Go, Mikey, do what you're doing. <laughs> no, because the magical unicorn city that is Salt Lake City, Utah, it's like the biggest, smallest little town. A bunch it's of crybaby very... bitches. <laughs> Which we'll get to towards the end when we get to this final segment. But the contradiction of Salt Lake City being a, the smallest, biggest metropolitan area is exactly how to describe this SmackDown because it was full of contradictions. And uh, there was a lot of things that happened to progress Elimination Chamber. And some of it was great. Some of it I have questions about. But also, just to break the news too, this Friday night episode that we saw was the first of two tapings they did in Salt Lake City because they double taped because they're going to air the second taping on Friday since everybody's got to get on a plane to head to Perth. Also, the other SmackDown for... This coming Friday is already in the can. The go home show is in the can. Ooh. 
Nobody Damn. got hurt, so I'm assuming that nothing insane happened because we haven't got any news reports, unlike NXT. I guess so. Which uh. we'll talk about it when we get to some of the women qualifying matches because that kind of threw a wrench in certain things. And as one of the two, well, actually one of the three now, NXT hosts, I'm here to report on all that since it's tangentially related to the SmackDown. Yeah. But Fair. let's just jump straight in. SmackDown opens up. We get our second to last men's elimination chamber qualifying match, which saw Kevin Owens taking on Dominic Mysterio before the match even happened. I love that Salt Lake City, Utah still gives Dominic Mysterio crap so and good. grief. He so said something. I don't know what he said. I think it had something to do with the Judgment Day, but he got booed like normal. You got to stop booing my boy Dirty Dom. I want to hear his promos. <laughs> Someday they're gonna no, stop booing him, and he, and he's not gonna know what to say. I, I really he's don't gonna... hear his promos. I hate promos, <laughs> but I thought Utah was. He... Go ahead. He what? I think uh, Dominic needs to retire the six one nine. He needs a different finisher. Just saying that. I don't know if he has a finisher. We'll talk about that in a second. I I thought the Utah crowd was actually was pretty good from the get go. Actually. Uh, we've had a lot of other crowns the last few weeks, SmackDown and other promotions where it was like, are you out there? What are you doing? But I well, pay when was the doing. last time you've heard a wrestling event in fucking Utah? That is very fair. I mean, I'm pretty sure the wrestling events they have are out in Provo in backyards with flashbulbs. <laughs> like, there's probably some crazy right. suckers out there. But like a major promotion going out there. We have it's it was like, yeah, they're going to be crazy because they should never come to Utah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's better going to Moab and watching homeless people knife fight under a bridge. Uh, although that you could probably watch. That could be more to. entertaining than some 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 things that we've be, seen. That seems more like an Arizona thing to me, not a Utah thing. I feel like I would see that up in no. Uh, in yeah. Arizona, we watch skinwalkers eat other people. That's about it. That I'm willing to go camp out and watch. You see, we're already on a tangent. The three of us. <laughs> Listen, it has been a long. <laughs> It's been a while since me and Professor had a third co-host. Let it my going in like my uh, Raw Squad co-host over here. So it's it's gonna be like this for the whole episode, and I'm here oh, for it. I can't wait. I want to go see Neil Lucii just eat some people right just out of nowhere. <laughs> anyway, I like this match. Let's go back on that. I thought this match was pretty good. I thought the pacing of it was okay. Not a lot of risks because nobody wants to get hurt. Um, and it also, like we were discussing, there was the four hour taping. So, you know, you got two back to back. So who knows what else they had to do? Uh, and it sounds like Dom would have had two matches in one night. So Dom's trying not to totally get crushed. Um, some good moments in here, the, the frog splash that, uh, KO threw at one point, it looked like Dom got his elbow up or was in a weird position. So he fell on that elbow and that kind of took the wind out of KO for a little bit. That X factor looked a little clunky, like we like to say around here. So I thought that was. Other than that, though, everything was solid. It flowed really well. It was kind of fun. I love seeing me, the R Truth, just raising hell and doing the wrong thing in the right way every single time. I thought that was fantastic. Dom uh, needs to retire the six one nine. But but every okay. time he does it, everyone hates him, and that's why it works, though. But he looks so bad while doing because the motherfucker is six two. It makes it better. He throws it badly. He needs something. He needs to come. Like he needs to leave his dad shadow and do something different. Also, when was the last time we saw three amigos get completed? Uh, that is very fair. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen a three amigos get completed. It, I don't think it, I've seen it since Eddie was alive. <laughs> really? Is it, no, that is, very, very, that is very fair because every time Dominic tries to go for the three amigos over on Monday Night Raw, it never gets to the full three. And they it, both went for it tonight and they both didn't hit it. Who was the one? I don't. It might have been Raw. I saw a clip of this where they kept interrupting it. So it ended up being like 10 amigos, but it was oh, two, you know and two and two. I and think two the and only two person two. I've seen recently <laughs> actually compete at three amigos was Logan Paul. Oh, uh, boy, you got to remind me you're right. <laughs> we'll talk when about him later. First came, when he first started with it, when he was with The Miz. Yeah, you're right. I think that was the last time yeah. I saw a three Jeez. amigos get, like, completed. Oh, Maria. Yeah, you're not wrong. But yeah, I, Dom needs a new finisher, like how J.D. McDonough just got a new finisher on Raw. Sure. 
Dom yeah. needs a new the new finisher. He can probably still rock the frog splash as the finisher. He's using a new way to set it up. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Let him complete the three amigos. I don't know. I'm kind of in an agreement here. I feel like not necessarily retire, but don't use the six one nine as a finisher <laughs> because Dom's really tall for it. But also, it's not just Ray anymore. You have Eo, who does it sometimes. Zelina does it too. Selena uh, landed one in the turnbuckle. Like, whoa, that was crazy to watch. And it works because she's super tiny. Yeah. <laughs> when you're four or five, you can do that stuff. We love you, Zelina. I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just, I also <laughs> want to put put it out there. Ray is five six. Dominic okay, is six is- one. Sure. <laughs> that's that's a big height difference. There that is almost that is. There is a major height difference. This is why Ray can throw that move like it's nothing because Ray's legs are tiny. Was was Dom six one when he was like twelve and thirteen? Was Ray yelling at him like "Go to bed!" like looking up at Dom? No, I think they were the same height though. Because <laughs> Dom was like high school. Like if you look at Dom and Ray, there is no way in hell you'd be like that's their dad. Because even Ray, without his mask, they, they, there you can see the the similarities, but. Mostly because Dom one has a mullet that adds like two inches on camera. No, he just has a mullet, which like Ray doesn't have hair. I I've realized this, but it, where, it's where are you going with <laughs> there? It's so hard to tell that they're actually related. This is great content. I love this so much. Just because you're <laughs> so like. You don't shave your head and then forget who your kids are. What are you trying to say? I don't think Ray and Dominic are related. Are we going back to the... the oh, no, I think Dom is 2002 arc on, on who's the child thing? Oh, yeah, I think Dom is truly Eddie's son. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Let's... I mean... If you look, not... look, look, look. Young Eddie in WCW in his early sure. WWE had a mullet. Had a mullet and he was 6'1". You're right. I don't think he was 6'1", but... The point being... <laughs> we gotta we got stay on track, people. Go, Mikey, go! We told you this would happen. I don't know what I was going for. Like. It's okay. <laughs> Honestly, but that kind of is a testament also because Dominic didn't know what he wanted to do either because he tried to get R-Truth to give him a chair and R-Truth correctly did not listen, which allowed Kevin Owens to kind of try to go for the win. But then it continued for another five minutes, but ultimately... yeah. Okay, this is going to be controversial to say. I like Kevin Owens. He picked up the victory here. He's going to Elimination Chamber. I think he's going to do great. I kind of wanted to see Dominic give a big get a big litmus test with the chamber, but given of how badly it can go if you're not prepared for the chamber, sure. Kevin Owens is the better choice. I had his. a I had a mo- moment about halfway through this where I thought, oh, are they going to let Dom go over? Are they going to let Dom I, do this? I would have been right o- when, go ahead. I would have been okay with Dom going because we need somebody to take the big chamber bumps, and Dom has been known to take the big bumps for everybody. Sure. I could be, yeah. I, I when our truth came out, I thought, oh, are they going to do Kevin dirty and then kind of mess this up? So the bait and switch kind of worked for me. I don't hate Dom being in that spot. We're, I think, we're lucky that Dom is a patient performer and willing to sit in this Judgment Day arc as long as Dom has, uh, and where that's going, and sit in this heel thing for as long as Dom has. Someday when the face turn happens, he's going to explode. Like he's he's in absolute the best position of any of these wrestlers in my opinion then he's gonna get cheered so loud you can't hear his promos oh absolutely yeah he's gonna come out he won't even have to talk like it's just a matter he's just he's gonna soak up everything particularly now that the rock's there he can soak up that charisma now that some of these other things are coming into focus uh every everywhere judgment day is going i I think it's i he's gonna be something he is something but he's on his way to something much bigger it's the mullet excited stuff it's the The mullet mullets man his face turn, he's going to cut the mullet. <laughs> he comes That's out like Cody, had neck tattoo, blonde. Like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> we get him so... reverting back to like the old school Dominic days, oh, like when he was younger. It's so funny. Frosted tips and everything. <laughs> Pure boy band Dom. Yeah, that'd be oh, fun. That'd be hilarious. Such <laughs> so a new fashion so, called NSYNC. Yes. Uh, Please bring NSYNC out and just have them all get rocked by chairs just to see what uh, happens. It's... <laughs> 
In Sleep versus the Spirit Squad, dude. Backstreets. Oh my god. Right. Bam. Fact, just Backstreet Boys come Survivor, out rocking with chairs. Survivor Series violin? 2025, dude. In Sleep versus the Backstreet Boys. For all the old people, yeah. It's a triple threat, too, because then the Spirit Squad comes back. Oh my gosh. See, we're just booking things out here, but Kevin Owens picks up the win. He's going to Elimination Chamber at this point in the night. There's only one spot left, which we'll talk about who ended up getting that final spot later. We get two back-to-back backstage promo slash segments. First, Drew McIntyre is talking, and then he stated something that was very true. At this point of the night, after Kevin Owens had just won, and looking at the field for the men's competition, why is Drew the only Raw superstar being represented in the Elimination Chamber? Everybody else is on SmackDown. Like, what happened? I have to but, point out too that Kayla looks like a child standing next to Drew McIntyre. She could everybody barely get looks her. like a child. She was, yeah, but her chin was barely in the screen. That cameraman <laughs> did not even try to get a depth of field in there. Um, Drew McIntyre is a tall boy. I loved, uh, I loved this promo. I love that McIntyre was talking about getting interrupted, and then LA Knight shows up and interrupts him. I thought that was really funny. Uh, I love that, and you all would understand this too. That whole tough guy breaking up the fight. We're not fighting. We're just talking thing. We're just talking. We're just talking. We're just it's like, oh, my God. That's every high school, every job you've ever had dealing with kids. I can, I can definitely justify to that one. <laughs> no, man. We're not fighting. We're just talking. We're just talking. And then fists happen after you say we're just talking. Mm-hmm. I thought this was great. It sets up. For, well, what would have been later the night for them, the go home show for us would be McIntyre LA night, which is great. I'm getting a phone call. What the fuck? Minnie's calling from the basement. Probably. <laughs> oh um, my goodness. Yeah. Solid promo. Worked short. Told a story. For sure. And then we get this back up where we have Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate backstage as well. Yeah. Tyler Bay has dubbed their tag team name the New Catch Republic, which I was just like, I, I prefer British Strong Style, but all right. Yeah, but Pete Dunn didn't agree with the name. He just, just sat there and he just looked at Tyler. He was just like, <laughs> didn't even say words. This is the first time I've, I think I've seen a Pete Dunn promo officially. Pete Dunn has some tough British teeth. <laughs> He's got some fangs up front. Which just adds to his character and charm, in my opinion. <laughs> this was the funniest thing on the planet because Dominic comes in and, you know, he says that you two aren't going to beat the Judgment Day. It's like, you can't beat anybody. And Tyler's like, all right, well, let's have a match between us and you and our truth you know, members of the Judgment Day. And Dominic gets so mad. He's just like, our truth is not in the Judgment Day and then walks off. <laughs> but then he wanted tacos. And then, <laughs> and then that, that's the match we're getting, right? Is catch catch can republic can can republic what do we say new catch republic new catch they're republic. gonna be, take, they're gonna be taking on dominic republic. and jd mcdonough new which catch. we know that tyler Bate and pete dunn are probably gonna win because you don't want them losing before going against finn and damien at elimination chamber sure. next week absolutely our truth is like not even gonna show up <laughs> that'd be, so funny. <laughs> that'd be great but I laughed so hard at this promo, specifically as Dominic was walking away and Pete Dunn called him a Muppet. A Muppet. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I'm i here for British slang comedy. It is so oh, it's fun perfect. to watch. It's perfect. It's beautiful. So then we get a women's elimination chamber qualifying match. And before we get into the match itself, so a lot of things changed with the women's qualifying matches. As of last week, we had... <laughs> some matches set up for us and then over the past week on tuesday because they also double taped nxt so they taped this week's episode and next tuesday's episode because uh-huh. a bunch of people are going to be gone in australia so this upcoming week we were going to get an nxt women's championship match lyra defending her valkyria defi- defending her title against shotzi and it was reported that the match stopped because shotzi blew out her knee really badly and then on Thursday, Nick Aldis hit social media saying Shotzi is not medically cleared, so we're changing it up. And so this was one of the changes. So this women's qualifying match saw Zelina Vega taking on Tiffany Stratton to see who would go into the Elimination Chamber. Also, Legado del Fantasma was at ringside mm-hmm. with Santos, uh, Umberto, Angel Garza, and the La Madrina herself, Electra Lopez. 
Uh, Dude, we about to have Mexican faction warfare WWE right oh, now? Oh, absolutely. A few th- I have a few things. Shotzi came out on, on the Twitter and or the X saying she was devastated, which is awful for her. Uh, she's always since i started here by conics she's kind of been in that mid card push and we've been waiting for her to get there and it seems like every time she's kind of there it gets pulled back in some way or injury or something else so i hope that this doesn't kill all her momentum i'm really interested to see how long she's out for uh i don't think the women were phased in a wrestling sense the matches we got were still great uh, I hardly have any notes on this match because I watched it. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of there with Lucha Don't. Are we getting this sort of, ah, this animosity between people of color, for lack of a term, for not me not wanting to say gang war and get this thing flagged? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's sort of like... I, it's I buy it's faction, faction warfare. It's faction warfare. Is that okay? Right. From the makers of Raid Shadow Legends, Faction Warfare. Which side of the border are you from? Hey, Raid, hit us up. <laughs> hey, Raid, give us promos <laughs> in the middle of our zone. <laughs> um, so I I don't hate it. I I, I kind of like that there was there was a tension there for this match, too. I, it's kind of bummed the way that that's kind of what led to it being the ending. However... That being said, this match was great. I had a fun time watching it. I had no problem with it. Baller. <laughs> Done. Said it. Done. Nailed Said it. it. No, and we talked about this Perfect a little, little briefly off camera too. Is this like Zelina Vega may or may not have her ribs crushed. Right. So Tiff- yeah, Tiffany Stratton has that fantastic moonsault. And since she's got up, it's, she's kind of sort of pseudo missed it every time. It's hilarious how this is all happening. And then there's, there's like, it's, I'm not saying this to be racist, but like, it's a lot of like the Hispanic culture people that are in the match. And then there's Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> right. Cause it was like the big I mean, thing going on was Alita and LWO and Santos and his group. Sure. Right. And, and they're Tiffany's like, she's there. And then there's <laughs> Tiffany Stratton. If, if it you, works out perfectly, Tiffany walked into the wrong neighborhood. Apparently, have you? Have you have no, you no, no, heard? no, no. And every time there's a big like, uh, like party with a bunch of Hispanics, there's always one white guy because one of the ladies is always dating one white dude. I was, she was the white guy. Haven't you heard the the this the white person story or the Englishman story? So this started as an Irish joke. Sorry, tangent. This started as an Irish joke where it was if two English neighbors are fighting. Uh, it's because a British person uh, talked to one of them the day before. And that's, I've heard that joke told in California was the same thing. It was like, yeah, if two Mexican neighbors are fighting, it's because a white person went next door, talked to him the other day and put that thought in their head. So there is some sort of meta cosmic. Oh yeah. I'm good. The white person gets out unscathed while everyone else is fighting, not looking at the prize. <laughs> Y'all went there. I just, said it <laughs> okay i was trying not to go there i, I made it make it not to be racist or anything but you can't start a sentence like that you can't start i was quoting i was quoting the vine <laughs> <laughs> not oh to be racist God. or anything but ace to people um, i can't even do the sound she made but in the end this is a great match i think tiffany stratton belongs on smackdown she's doing great work she's uh they're booking the women's division, which is great and not something they were doing over the summer for sure. Uh, so that's exciting. This led to a promo we would get a little later on, which I think was a little undercooked, but still told a story to me. So I, I kind of like where the women's division is going. It, I wish there was more, uh, but that it's, it, I'm glad to see it there. We loved it. This is gonna be a big test for Tiffany because she only recently got called up to SmackDown and she's gonna be thrown into the chamber. Yeah. I, and she's she's great for it. I think she'll be great. I'm excited this to see her. Great. I just hope all the women come out unscathed because we don't need nobody getting hurt before WrestleMania. Season. Please, no more injuries. No, no, no. <laughs> Please. So then we cut backstage where AJ just randomly pops up near the OC in the butt locker room, and then a fight breaks out between him and. You know, Carl Anderson. Yeah. About, you know, AJ forgetting where he came from and just being disrespectful to the OC. <laughs> yeah. Why? It's because uh, they wanted to throw up the uh, old school AJ Styles from TNA when he first came back as the big emo boy. 
<laughs> is that what this is? This is emo kid AJ. This is lone. This is lone wolf AJ from TNA, but in WWE. But we talked about this before, Professor. It hasn't been working out so well for AJ. No, AJ is kind of stuck in this mid card purgatory still, which I've been talking about for a while. And the OC, they just don't know what to do with him. They're giving Minchin play, so, which is so something. The, pro- the problem is you can't put AJ in a main event spot when the main belt is tied up with fucking Roman Reigns for the past 19,000 years. Yeah, that doesn't help. And that kind of creates that bottleneck for, for storylines and contenderships. That's, right. and that's why I'm hoping for the love of everything that is holy that Triple H finally lets Cody win a mania. No. He's not going to let him. They're going to ride this forever. They're going to make him be Bruno San Martino's record. They're going to get him. Uh, they're going to get Roman the record. They have the rock there. So what they'll probably do is they'll get some weird rock Roman thing, and then they'll get Cody in the mix. Another time. They're going to string this along as long as they can. Uh, you know, that's, that's the worst case scenario. The best case scenario is well, Cody finally gets the chance to win but who knows i'll put it out there you saw what happened when we told with the fans when cody wasn't gonna when we thought cody wasn't gonna main event mania it destroyed the internet what's gonna happen if cody loses a second year in a row they'll make money hand over fist and the rock will still be there holding it up and then we'll all be distracted from the vince mcmahon thing and they'll get what they wanted vince who who are you talking about <laughs> I almost said it. Vince, uh, who, who's who's this? Who's this Brock Lesnar dude you're talking about? <laughs> Never heard of him. Broccoli lesson lessons lesson lozenges. The next big thing wasn't that wasn't that Batista? I don't know who you're talking about. Where's Batista now? Go, Mikey. Go, go, Mikey. Go. He's living his life as a, as a uh, actor. But yeah, I don't know what we're doing with AJ and the OC. We'll see what happens. I mean, it might lead to something for WrestleMania because really after Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania is the next stop for sure. WWE in terms of pay-per-view. So they have all of March to figure something out. So we're going to see what happens. Then we get a pre-taped little segment. I'm not calling them Damage Control anymore because it's not the same without Bailey. And plus, I don't like that name for our three champions, so I'm reverting to their Japan stable name. Uh, we get a pre-take segment with the Black Lotus Triad, which is Io, Asuka, and Kairi, which, thank goodness, SmackDown finally let them do the same thing that Shinsuke's been doing on Raw, cutting promos in Japanese with subtitles. It's more effective and more scarier that way, It's more too. effective, it's more fun. It's more genuine. It totally works. Uh, you know, I like the Black Lotus Triad. It's better than the Soccer Moms. <laughs> soccer That's right. Is that what you there's were called? Little, that's what you're saying? A little, there's a little callback there to Friday Night Fights. <laughs> the Soccer Moms. Look, listen. <laughs> the, soccer, the Soccer Bombs. They called them the Soccer Bombs. Axel oh. called them the Soccer Bombs. I don't know if it was you or me, but we called them the Soccer Bombs because yeah. we didn't understand their name. Yeah. That's an inside joke where you should all go check out that lovely podcast because that's kind of where we all got together before coming yeah. over here to Biconics. And stay tuned because uh, there's some stuff being in the works to, uh, who knows, just do a little mini- Look out for the mahogany doors. I was just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Is this mahogany? Bow! But I really enjoyed this pre-tape segment from the three of them. Yeah. Because I just love Asuka, Io, and Kyrie. <laughs> they're great. They're, they're having a blast. They're being showcased. They're part of a story. They're going somewhere. I talk about this on, on most of my reviews. It's like you give these, if you give these performers, dare I say, actors action to do, they're going to run with it. They're talented enough to do it. And so I'm going to tie in like the other thing we got with former damage control members into this as well. Cause later in the evening we saw Bailey and Dakota Kai have a conversation backstage. Mm -hmm. Dakota Kai is losing her mind because she's afraid to get jumped. (laughs) for siding with Bailey and Bailey's was like, girl, like this is the plan. You, you don't worry about you. You just, if you're going to hide, hide, I'm going to take care of this. Sure. And I was like, uh, Dakota's about to side with our girls at some point before WrestleMania. Something's going to get weird. Is she still hurt? Hurt? Like she can't, I don't think so. She's not wearing the knee brace no more. I haven't seen it. I don't remember seeing it last night. She's, right. she, she was posting 
on her socials what her ring in ring gear looks like and stuff like that. So I think she's, I think by Mania she's gonna, I think she's gonna get involved at Mania. Good. Okay. Okay. And I think she's ready to start taking bumps and everything again. Fair enough. Uh, which is nice because she's been out for a year and I miss Dakota Kai Goodness. in the ring. Uh, so now we get our obligatory squatch match of the evening, as we like to use the term over on Ring of Honor. Squatch match. We have some NXT folks, Javier Barnell and Bo Morris, taking on the Authors of Pain in a quick two-minute match where the Author of Pain's like ran and dog walked these two. Oh yeah, picked up a win. Oh, uh, fine. I mean, I don't mind seeing it. That power bomb, that suplex to the leg catch power bomb, the thing is smooth. That thing is scary. AOP is so good. They're but... great. I like them a lot. I mean, this is really the only the second time I've seen them in the ring since they kind of appeared randomly a month ago, maybe a little more. Um, I'd like to see where they go. You know, so their their NXT their initial NXT run from a while back was insane. Yeah. Cool. Then, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Then he who sh- he who shall not be named was like these guys are weird. <laughs> and never used them. Yeah. We're the I mean, weird ones. We're yeah. the weird ones. Right. <laughs> Your guys as manager is too old. This is weird. Hey guys, this one's so called Sean. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this sets up what we find out later is that it, the AOP is going to be taking on the Suit Profits next week. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh, Montez and Angelo are about to. I hope it's a lot closer well, than I think it's going to be. So that's why it was a squash, squash match because they were wrestling the Suit Profits like an hour later in the taping. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness! They're like we got to do this in like 45 minutes, so let's not try to overexert let's ourselves. Just, let's just use what's, the, what's, the su- what's the actual name? What's the super? Is it like God? What's as, the? The official faction name is the Pride with Bobby Lashley, the Street Profits, and now. Honorary fourth member B Fab, formerly of Hit Row. <laughs> oh, thank God! You, I learned this the other day. Um, RIP to one of the greats. The last time Bray Wyatt was seen on WWE TV was him and Uncle Howdy interrupting Hit Row. Really? Yeah. yeah over, over a year ago. Oh, I didn't. That's wild. No, then I saw this like dope promo that uh, Bo Dallas dropped, and I'm like, they gotta let Bo Dallas come back and just continue and just like end the Bray Wyatt Sister Abigail story. Because like the way he was cutting the promo and everything like that, it was like I was like, holy shit! We'll see. Oh, it was incredible. But I gotta find it if it makes sense. They're not gonna do it. Well, okay, no, 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 no. It's, this is different now. This is Papa H in charge without the meddling of... I hope so. Uh, Papa, H still weird still in the back. Papa H still makes me nervous because... Uh... He's a anyway, lot better than what we had in the past 15 years. You are not wrong. You are not wrong. But he's still very, very connected to the McMahon. And it's very fair. But speaking of things that felt very McCoy- wrong watching Logan Paul on my television screen because okay. we got his backstage interview with Byron next. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I get it. Logan's not defending the United States championship in Perth. Gunther can't travel outside of the country because of visa issues, which is stupid. They won't let him leave the country. Why? What? I don't know the whole situation, but anytime like they go international, what? I don't, I, I think I don't know if it's the type of visa Gunther has or what's going on with it, but that's why we're getting Gunther versus Jay for this Intercontinental Championship on Raw this upcoming Monday, tomorrow at the time of this recording, versus Elimination Chamber because Gunther's visa won't allow him to travel outside of the United States. And I think it I think it's a condition because he doesn't have like for a green card process, like you have to be in the state. Gunther can't leave the United or, States for the next six months due to residency re- uh, regulations. That's yep. what I was just reading. Yeah. As a non-immigrant yeah. visa applying for immigration through a green card, he absolutely has to stay in the country until he oh, that sucks. Which makes me think he's doing it now because then in August when they have that big pay-per-view bash in Berlin, which is literally in Gunther's backyard of his home country, yeah. he will be able to go to that one. <laughs> Wow, what a mess. That sucks. Yeah. Which means that depending on how long it takes him to do it, I don't think he'll be allowed to go to Backlash in May either for which is in France. Cuz Backlash is going to be in France. 
And then I'm not sure how it works, but then in Money in the Bank is in Toronto. <laughs> and then Ber Bash in Berlin will be in uh, Germany. Oh, no. Yeah, Berlin. Yeah, Germany. Damn. I know, I know my geography. That's brutal. I mean, it's one thing if it's, you know, I did something in my past, they won't let me in. It's another if it's just red tape. Like, that's that's tough to swallow. That's a whole nother conversation we can have about changing the process of how people get green cards in the United States. But yeah, we're not here for that. That would be a fantastic Biconics topic. We'll just lock him in the basement. <laughs> Is that why Minnie's in the basement? Because Minnie was trying to become an American citizen? So you just locked him up? No, he's in the basement because he likes Kenny Omega. <laughs> That's, he's, he's very anti w he's very anti WWE, which is how I feel about Logan Paul. His promo did nothing no, for me. No, it's, Logan no, Paul is awesome. Oh you know, well guys right. heel turn. Well, Oh, well, guys, don't. this was a great podcast episode. Thank you for joining us this week. I have an episode of scale. Mikey, what do you think? <laughs> no, we still got a half a show to. Yeah. Uh, no, I want to put it out there since I'm not sure. Like, I've watched a few episodes of Logan Paul's podcast. Um, like the episode he did, the episode he did with John Cena and the episode he did with like Randy Orton. The amount of like, yeah, he's may not be like perfect, but he's like maturity wise has grown so much. Oh, yeah. Like he talked about the incident in Japan in the John Cena episode, and how much he was, was that was the dumbest, single dumbest fucking thing I've ever done in my entire life, because he looked up to Dwayne. Uh, that's like his one of his big heroes was The Rock, and he used to he was doing stuff with The Rock, but right before that happened, and then it happened. He goes, "Not only did I piss everybody else off, I let my hero down," and I haven't even had a conversation with him about it yet, and I don't know if I can. It was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever done, and I regret it every single day. I'm like, he knows he fucked up, but he still is like feeling bad about it. Sure, he is. He might be, you know, the rich streamer douchebag, but he's still a human. And he knows he fucked up. That's very. Like, very if, I was, if I was to say to watch any episode of his of Logan Paul that podcast he has, watch the John Cena episode. Very very fair. And you know he does, has matured a lot. I can't say I can't say the same for his brother. That's a whole different conversation. But so this just sets up what we're getting later. Then we get WWE's favorite thing for us to do here on SmackDown. We get a recap episode. We get a recap segment. Recap of Raw. Yeah, we get a recap of Raw, yeah. specifically the recap of the Cody Rhodes Seth Rollins. Hey, guys, segment, it's which... fine. Don't watch that. Go to the Biconics YouTube channel and watch our review of Monday Night Raw where we talk about that, and it's going to be incredible. You just to skip past this on SmackDown and watch it on the Biconics and come back and watch SmackDown. It's probably shorter. Yeah. It's probably shorter. <laughs> I will say, though, me and Lucha don't here, actually, we, when we talked about it on Raw, the actual – go watch the actual promo because it was actually really good. Oh, it was like, incredible. Chills. And which is crazy because Luchadon doesn't like promos, but he was like, I watched that whole entire thing. <laughs> so we got that recap, which then gives leads us into our last men's elimination and qualifying match, Miz versus Logan Paul. Don't you mean hangman Logan Paul? <laughs> With the buckshot Dude, there. <laughs> I've been watching like things he does like I don't I think hangman out of is Logan Paul's favorite wrestler. I mean, because like be. he does so much of the same stuff that he does, and I hate to say it, and we said it on multiple occasions, but Logan Paul's buckshot sometimes looks better than Hangman's buckshot. <laughs> Logan Paul is just like insanely athletic. That's unfair. It is, but this match though, I was like, this was this is actually pretty decent. I thought it was good. Uh, I had I wrote down twice that Logan Logan Paul was hitting Miz really hard, and I was waiting for a receipt. Because some of those shots in the first maybe two or three sequences, I was like, he's really laying into him. And then the Miz also could have told him to do it. He might have been, but then there's a part about halfway through where the Miz flipped him around, threw Logan in the turnbuckle, and did that that <laughs> King Mad King Eddie chops, bam, 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 got three times right in the chest. And I was like, oh, maybe that was the reminder. And then Miz pulled him out of the turnbuckle, and they kept going like, hey, calm the hell down. Um. There were some fun sequences in here, though. These two work well together. Uh, I think they, I don't know how much they were calling in the ring, but uh, what else did I write down? Um, 
That's when it was. <laughs> there was so everyone loves the Miz, but they're taking all their cues from Logan Paul, and it's fascinating to just kind of see how wrestling's turned into this social media. I'm only alive if I'm sharing it on my phone thing. And the crowd's all in on being in on what Logan Paul is as this social media, whatever. Uh, so the Miz is trying to negotiate that on top of Logan doing this meta performing stuff. That was, I mean, not that it worked or didn't work. It was just interesting to see that there was moments where Paul would take time to do things with the fans and bring it back into the crowd. It was interesting to me. Well, it's wrestling has become very meta. I'm not sure like with everything that's been going on with like how, like, how they're making kayfabe a thing again is oh, sure. making us blur the lines of sure. is this legit? But like to stop the match for to stop like the match a second because, to take the selfie or to make the joke because the guy's got a camera like that's a trip to me still. It's it's in, I mean God who's I I'm completely spacing on names. Uh, he was the U.S. champion before Logan Paul. Theory, Austin Theory. He's been doing that. That was his thing for a while. Sure. sure. Uh, he was doing that, and it, it got him over really, really quick. So it makes sense the social media influencer is doing that. And it, I feel like it works for his, his character very well. Yeah, it makes him – I mean, it does make him just a bigger douchebag. Uh, Which is what he's going for. Can I, can I say douchebag, or is that going to demonetized? Nah, you're fine. Lucha don't Dude, I said, swore in the first, I, like, two minutes. Did, yeah, the first, like, second. As soon as he started, <laughs> he said, fuck, so we're fine. Um <laughs> That frog splash on the apron was pretty brutal. There were some good moments in here for sure. I personally think the ending was kind of anticlimactic and, and sort of dull. I get fighting over the, the brass knuckles, fine. But Miz took shots the whole time. You mean that one shot is the one that got you? Uh, okay. I feel like they should have given this, given this win for Logan Paul. Like If they had planned for Logan to win, they should have just given it to him clean. Sure. Yeah, because his like every win he's had in the past like seven matches he had has been something to do with brass knuckles and another dude in the crowd. Well, because he or something like that. Because the Miz takes the knuckles, tosses them, so he doesn't have them, but he hits him with just right. this bare hand, right? Well, he that's always been his finisher than KO blow because of him being a boxer. Yeah, but I don't buy it. It's anymore. the same. It's the same with Big Show. Big Show was also hitting people shots all the time, but when he hits you with that one. It would knock you out, but because he also has like the titanium plated because his like broken hand or something like that was another thing he has. It's just falling flat to me. It is. He needs to win clean. They got to stop making all this fuckery. Like we said when we talked about the rumble and everything like that with his win over KO. Sure. We expected Logan to win, but we didn't expect him to win because KO got caught with the brass knuckles. Right. Right. That was dumb. Like they should just give him the win clean and called it a day. So yeah, I mean this match didn't wow me, but it was like serviceable and solid. I enjoyed watching it, but I wasn't like, oh hey, do you remember? You know. <laughs> it's just another match on the card. Oh, yeah. it's hard to say because I like the Miz a lot. Which is sick, because the Miz in the past like year has improved his in-ring ability significantly. Well, dude was dude like- was a champion for years though, right? He, well, it's been a while since he's been champion, but to kind of go off of what Senor Luchadon here has said, the last year Miz has done a lot, and I'm going to be honest, i one of the few people that really enjoyed his match against Gunther at War Games for the IC title. That match was really good. I want to keep in mind that Miz has been wrestling for WWE for 18 years. Yeah, yes, man. Long, he debuted long in 06. Yeah. So he's been here for Ever and when he's gone through so much, because you could argue, and this is a tangent, Mike, and I'm sorry. And the following tangent is available on the Patreon. Please go to Patreon to hear me talk a bunch of crap. Nah, we're keeping this in. Damn, uh, I'm sorry, Mikey. The, if you look at the Miz, and the Miz came out of reality television early 2000s, right, where there was this idea of you're not talented, you're not special, you were just on a show where we got to see you react, and then the media and the fans were all around you. Miz goes into professional wrestling and then has this gets kicked out of the locker room. I went and read up on those stories after I heard him talk about it. Uh, Chris Benoit, to, yeah, he has that. to prove himself as a performer, makes some mistakes, obviously has a few botches. He has to earn his way up, gets a lot of respect. 
it's not too dissimilar from what Logan Paul is doing, going into social media, starting with Vine and his brother. I can't, I can't, I never watched them. I hated him. I've said that so many times and I can't believe it sounds like I'm rooting for him, but I'm not. All I'm trying to do is draw a parallel between the two and where Logan Paul has come from, what he's gone through to pay your dues this way, to get respect this way. You could argue Logan Paul far more athletic from the get-go. Are you is are we doing an old school substitute demonstration on yours, Lucha Don't? Do you have No, we're slides? trying not to break I'm breaking kayfabe. kayfabe. I have to my face itches really bad, but I can't see anything. <laughs> um <laughs> it's so just funny to me to, to to see the t- trajectories of both of them and how they've become champions and how they've been treated and what they've done. It's fascinating to me. Uh, I mean, if I if I was writing a book about it, that's kind of where I would start. Just go here's this here's this type here's this type. It really, really is. Sorry, Mikey, that was a tangent. No, it's go, okay. Go ahead, Mikey. No, love it. I mean, we don't really have a lot left to talk about. So Logan Paul picks up the win. So Logan has earned the final spot. So now we have the full entire men's elimination chamber card. Yeah, which. We'll talk about in our predictions video, which will be airing a couple hours before Elimination Chamber this weekend. We're going to do and this SmackDown thing, aren't we? We're going to record two. Yes. Oh, wow. Might as well, because... Wow. Wow. Elimin- because Friday Night SmackDown's the go-home's already in the can, and plus by the time we review the episode, it will literally be the day after Elimination Chamber, which doesn't make any sense, but we'll go from there. Same thing with Rumble. We like we might as well not record this episode, because we have to do Rumble. <laughs> So that's why we're going to do the predictions video after this. But anyways, moving on from here, uh, we are backstage with Nick Aldis, who has the SmackDown contract with Braun Breaker and Jade Cargill. And Nick is trying to commit, you know, have business. And then Tiffany walks in because in the room is Liv and Bianca as well, watching all this go down. And Tiffany is just stirring the pot, making enemies as the women's roster on SmackDown, which is perfect for her character. Yep. And I love it because Jade gets involved. She's like, uh-uh, I know we ain't doing this in the middle of my big business. And she didn't even sign the contract. I'm like, dang it, Tiffany. I want Jade on SmackDown. <laughs> like, come on now. I think it's been confirmed already that she's going to SmackDown. Probably. Is she? Well, I, it might have been. Conf- well, we don't know because the contract signing might have been in the second half of the taping. Maybe. Uh, I loved. I thought this promo was great. I, I thought it was it was short and sweet. It told me something. That broken mirror dress that Jade was wearing was <sighs> so good, gorgeous. Uh, as a theater person who hangs out in costume shops and likes to sew a little Lips. bit, I want her and Bianca to have like just a video of like because both of them we know can sew. So I was just like because Bianca and Jade's ring gears are always my favorites, anyways. Sure, and we kn- and then we know that both of them make their own stuff too. So I was like, let's have a fun video where they try to make each other's gear. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be trippy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against that. Sure, great content, but. This sets up Tiffany still being annoying, which is great because it works perfectly for her character. <laughs> and we get confirmation later that it's going to be Liv and uh, Tiffany next week on SmackDown, which I'm here for. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. We then get confirmation that at Elimination Chamber, we're going to have the Grayson Waller effect. Yeah, yeah. what'd you do? Yeah, it looks like your neck's kind of broken and you're staring at your feet. So, <laughs> but, but you know what? This will be a perfect time, so let's do this real quick. So, uh... Hey, you're here! Yes, the Matrix was glitching for us. Uh, apparently, we come to find out that all that messing up was, uh, Minnie, you crawled your way out of the basement... I heard he was talking shit about Kenny Omega. Then he said Logan Paul was a good wrestler, so I had to come back from the basement. That's what got you out of the basement this whole time? Did Uh, you just, like, Kool-Aid man the door? Or did you go through the vent? Or what happened? I'm too big for the vent. I broke through the door, and I unplugged his camera. Oh, did you keep the mask as, like, a... uh, uh, I don't know what I would call it. Like a toady? Yeah, you go. You take the mask off. (laughs) Hunting trophy. Yeah, trophy. That's a good. That's the word I couldn't think of in the moment. When you take the mask off, he disappears. So (laughs) he'll be back at some point to put me back in the basement. For now, I'm here. You gotta do the Claudio thing and chew it. We won't go down that road again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still not over it. But you know, Minnie, it's happy to have you back, and you're just in time because we're in the home stretch now of the SmackDown review. Did you get SmackDown down in the basement? 
Oh, I get everything in the basement. Oh, good. That's good. That's good. Everything but Ring of Honor. Oh, dang. Okay. That's the good one. That's the one you want in the basement. That's what everybody tells me. We got to figure out a way to give it to you via contraband down there. Anyways. We got to keister it. I mean, (laughs) that's a whole lot of imagery we won't discuss. Uh, let's, Let's get back to it before this thing goes off the rails more than it has already. So... Before the Matrix decided to blow up in our faces, the last thing I was going to say before the Matrix happened is that we get confirmation that the Grayson Waller effect is happening at SmackDown, which I'm pretty sure is just setting up whatever is happening with Roman Rock, sure. Seth, and Cody. Which the Grayson Waller was wearing a straight 1999 Rock <laughs> heel shirt, Seriously. if anyone caught that. <laughs> like, damn, look at that thing. So we're getting a talk show segment at Elimination Chamber, which should be interesting. Because those never go well like they're supposed to. And they're fine. I, I think they're kind of... It's a I've way to like, get we've talked- specific people on the card that they normally didn't have a match for. And I, I, I've ragged on it a lot. I think it's okay. It's just, in my opinion, there should be more wrestling. Put a match there. Do more. Like this... Yeah, it's just filler to me sometimes. It drives me nuts. So, yeah. Grayson Waller effect at Elimination Chamber. We move on from here. We get our next Women's Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Alba Fire stepping in for Shotzi, kind of. Not really, because everything got thrown out of the way. But she will be taking on a returning Naomi. So this is Naomi's first SmackDown match since returning the, at the Royal Rumble. She got a whole new entrance with a banging theme song. <laughs> uh, I like this match a lot. I thought Naomi looked great. Uh, the hang time Naomi got on that leg drop was ooh, gorgeous. I love her um, hair. That, the fact that her hair says her name. Mm-hmm. Her hair said her name? I didn't her notice hair, her hair said if her you, name. If you look at her hair, the way she has a dye, it says Naomi in her hair. Oh my god! On the back of it. That's something she's been doing since she went to TNA back in April last that's year. Cool. Every time she wrestles, she has her name like printed in her hair, which is so good. That's pretty sweet. Um, I, I like this match a lot. That Bulldog DDT uh, off the ropes looked violent. Uh, this, I thought they were great together. This was a great match. Again, I, I tend not to take notes in the women's matches because they're always really good. And I'm like, I'm watching the thing. And yeah, of course, Naomi right. picks up. Yeah, no. the Naomi picks up the win, so she joins Liv, Bianca, and Tiffany Stratton in the Elimination Chamber along with Becky. This women's <laughs> this women's <laughs> chamber is stacked. Yeah, it is. Um, it's gonna be so good. And I'm happy to see that we got some big names. Like, not to say that not everyone's a big name, but you have Becky and Bianca, probably your two biggest right now. But then you got a lot of people who the fans love, like Naomi and Liv. And then you got the newer stars, like Tiffany, who's in there. And we have one more spot. And we learned uh, this past Monday Night Raw that we're going to have a last chance match to see who gets the final spot. So we. My money is still on a certain Jade Cargill, but who knows at this point? I I don't think you're wrong. I mean, we could wax poetic on that at some point. Tune into the Monday Night Raw review to figure out who gets that last spot. Hey, <laughs> hopefully it's me, not the Lucha Don't. For reals, yeah. So then we get a quick like on ramp segment. Nick Aldis brings Braun Breaker out. Braun Breaker officially signs with SmackDown. Yay for Braun! Finally, he's on main roster after yeah. we've said for how long he needs to be on main roster, which is also really weird because him and Baron Corbin are your NXT tag team champions. I and like, I just went to SmackDown. I feel like we've been saying Braun Baker should have been on the main roster last stand and deliver after his match against yes. Carmelo Hayes. Sure. Well, that and I and, we, and like we don't want to take up time with this, but what are you doing with these belts? You're just kind of running some of these NXT belts into the ground and and. I think, like another like another yeah. promotion does with another promotion's belts on another show that I review. It's like, what are you doing with it? You're just... Uh, I, th- I think Braun is probably going to be doing, you know, two time with SmackDown and NXT. And I think they're losing those belts at Stand and Deliver in April to whoever's next mm. in line. So we'll see what happens with all that. Then we get to our main event, which is weird because it's a promo segment. But this is the last thing that happens on the show. We take like 20 minutes to have Roman Reigns come down to his entrance. And then we take another 15 minutes for the rock to make his way down. And then we get into the nitty gritty of this promo, which is Roman and rock both calling Utah out. 
some mild incestuism jokes, maybe potentially because <laughs> collectively they're all dumb. And I was just like, ouch, <laughs> yeah. something, something inbred, something, something. The yeah. rock dropped classic attitude era lines yep. on the crowd and just buried them. Let me, igno- let me educate your ignorant asses. It's like, Oh my God, I haven't heard that since I was 12 years old. Thank you rock for saying that out loud. Uh, Jimmy is in the background just laughing and smiling like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. Like you watch him and he's genuinely like, this is great. This is so much fun. the best of my life. <laughs> I've had such a good time. Oh, my gosh. Um, the rock invoking Michael Jordan in Salt Lake City is just beautiful salt in the wound to those oh people. God, I think that's that fantastic. Awesome. Uh, I, I Again, the rock is still cutting the best promos in the business and the rock doesn't even have to talk <laughs> like I'm willing to watch you um, ripping folks to shreds. He was waiting for the downbeat in the crowd. He was listening to them boo and then calling them out for it. And all these other moments, he tripped up on his words at one point. Cause I think he got a little ahead of himself, but oh, the rock just murdered it. I do still feel like this is a hasty bandaid on a mistake. They obviously thought they were going to go one direction and then, pivoted quickly and now they have to fix it with calling everyone crybaby crybabies you wanted Cody and the story bitches I mean and the rock sold it and and kind of straightened the ship but for most of us I not most of us for a a good amount of us we still kind of see that you know you kind of hastily jumped tracks thinking one thing and this thing and inserted yourself into this so uh, I'm warming up to it and they haven't written themselves into a corner yet, but like we were talking before we started, I'm actually interested in the bloodline now. I've had, we had that eight month lull last year where I was like, I'm done with this. I'm not interested after the Sami Zayn uh, plot line. Uh, and now I'm kind of, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll bite. It's, it's watchable I, again. Yes. It, I, I'm actually interested. Show me something different. So, I mean, we kind of saw this officially at the press conference last week. It's felt longer than it really has been. Sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so many things. It's been a long Seriously. week. Seriously. It's been a long. The press conference was only really a week ago. and I guess so, yeah. Jeez. But we, we officially got Roman and Rock are going to be teaming up. They're going to take out Cody. They're going to make sure Cody Rock's going to do everything in his power to make Cody lose at WrestleMania. And Which, he, says, we, he was pointing. He didn't say Cody. He said, "I'm make do everything in my power to make sure you lose at Mania." And he was pointing at Roman the whole time. Fair point. <sighs> do uh, I don't know if we have time to go full conspiracy theory. Are you going to go full conspiracy theory on us? The mini you heard these stories down in the basement. The Rock is doing a red notice, and it's actually a double agent. Ooh, nice reference. But why? Because The Rock and Cody really never had any issues before this. Like they were like buddy buddy and everything like that. And it's like, I don't think The Rock would turn heel because he does not letting him face his cousin at Mania. The Rock paid the art department to make a fifty foot JPEG of a family tree. The Rock doesn't do okay, that. The Rock we know is also very petty. We've watched the Hollywood Rock back in the day. I know, but yeah, I guess. but I don't know because The Rock wants to be the head of the table. So why would he just like all of a sudden be like, "Nah, Roman, you can be the head of the table." Well, The Rock's like, "Nah, I'm the head of the table. I'm the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. I'm the fucking Rock." Um. Then, then take it. I don't know. I maybe right, I which is the thing. So, like, maybe he's using it as a ploy to help get his stuff up over the to set up a match for sure. next year's Mania to be Rock versus Roman. I don't fucking know. Oh, um, I'm just tired of seeing Roman being in main event spots at WrestleMania because he's done it like 16 fucking times. Yeah, he's, he's kind of become the workhorse for this. For and we can right. And hopefully th- this will be Cody's time. Who knows? We'll see. If, if a year from if a year from now we're talking about The Rock versus Roman, I really want to know what happened to Cody. Yes. Like something's we're, gone. We're going to put this in a time capsule. Way off, right? We're like, going to put this in a time capsule to revisit this. Sure. Like what is happening? So we're going to see what happens with that. 
So that brings us to the end of this week's SmackDown. We had the Matrix blow up in our face, but we made it to the very end. So quickly, let's give our ratings. Uh, this week's SmackDown, I'm going to give it like a seven and a half. I thought it was entertaining. We progressed a lot of stuff for uh, Elimination Chamber. The women did a pretty good job of being switched up upon of like opponents and matches due to Shotzi's injury, which is unfortunate. Getting sure. well soon, Shotzi. And mostly SmackDown focused on Elimination Chamber, which I'm okay with, which I'm glad they didn't wait till next week to get everything out of the way that they need. Uh, I would agree with you. I'm kind of feeling seven ish, but then that rock crush in Utah at the end dropped me to above like 7.5, seven, <laughs> seven, almost eight. It really brought it up there for me. Uh, I love heel rock. I like the rock. I love heel rock. I, I think heel rock is still one of the funniest, most charismatic uh, entertainers. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like there's something about when he turns heel, it's just way more fun and he's just cutting people to shreds when he's face, he has those moments, but you got to get him angry and in the right scenario, I guess. So I don't know. This, this was kind of a throwback to see the rock like that. The matches were solid. Like we talked about nothing that wowed me stuff that was safe. Nobody wanted to get hurt. And like we talked about, this was the first SmackDown of two SmackDowns for the taping that night. I'm really interested to see next week just because where the hell are we going and how much stuff did you do in Salt Lake City? You must have been there for hours at that taping. Well, they showed The Rock arriving and it was like, what, five mountain time? It was like three or something. Three or four mountain time. So they were there hella early just going off. So yeah, seven, five, almost eight somewhere in there. I would take that. Minnie, what about you? I'm going to say an eight purely for the um, Utah is a bunch of crybaby, bi- uh, entitled crybaby bitches. <laughs> crybaby bitches. Purely for that line in Tenno, because that tells us we in the PG area anymore, fellas. Rocks I mean, out here no. calling everybody bitches. He's dropping F-bombs and shit, too, on social media, directly talking about everything. Like, this That's ain't no PG I mean. era anymore. Is this it? Are we ba- are we out of PG era? It's been we've been in PG era for a long time. I think we're slowly getting out there, especially with the fact that Raw is going to now be officially on Netflix come the end of the year, so oh, they can pretty much get away with anything at this point. I so hope so. It's going to be like, hey guys, SmackDown's kid friendly. Raw titties. No, but <laughs> <laughs> demonetization. Um, but. I like the I like the direction as a whole the company's moving in with what they're doing. Um yeah. being it's not exactly as like edgy as attitude era, but you can't be more edgier than the nineties. Um but the direction they're heading is really good. I kind of like this the heel rock thing is my first time seeing it in person. Um being slightly of the younger portion of the bike uh, the youngest member of the Biconics group. Um Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it's all really cool. I love what direction they're going. I just hope they, you know, pull the trigger and do the right thing at Mania. Might, they're not gonna. They're gonna milk this out for two more years, man. They got video games to sell. They got video. They got video game. Okay, but the stats. The video game on the the, the video game. Two K twenty four's biggest selling point was finish the story, and they didn't. No, that was this for uh, this year's two K. They're not story. going. They're not going to. I have no faith in them doing that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about something I, else. I have, I, can wrap it up. I, I have a complete faith in what John says, considering he's the one that predicted Shane McMahon to come back fucking last year at Mania. So seriously, no hey, every now and then, every <laughs> now and then, cat will give you a win. <laughs> it's so good. But uh, we're gonna get on out of here. So let me do some housekeeping real quick. So if you enjoyed this, check out everything else we have here at the Biconics Wrestling YouTube channel. You can follow us all over the social medias at BC WrestlePod. If you can't commit to watching our beautiful faces, let the uh, our voices carry you since we have audio versions of all our reviews too. And new to the announcement schedule, and we're going to keep pushing this until, you know, after the event. Uh, if you happen to be in Middleton, New Jersey on May 18th and May 19th, the Biconics are making their debut convention, uh, you know, debut where (laughs) i know debut convention debut so we are debuting at the new jersey wrestling convention may 18th may 19th in middleton new jersey come say hi we're gonna have a table there it's not just gonna be us there but there's also gonna be some other wrestlers tool x-pac 
Kurt Angle, Billy Starks, Abaddon. Like, there's a whole bunch of folks that we're going to try to go see and things like that. Terry Runnels. Everybody's there. It's going to be really, really good. And we're going to have a table where we're going to be doing merch. We may or may not have a podcast episode while we're down there. But come say hi to some of us boys who are going to be down there. It's going to be a fun time. I really want to go. I got to figure out how I'm going to do this. I do too. We're going to figure it out. We will figure it out. It'll happen. And we're going to, you know, figure this out. But until then, that is going to be it for us here on the Friday Night Faction Review. We will be back, weirdly enough, possibly reviewing the Go Home show like after it happens, (laughs) which is really weird. So we'll again, we'll figure something out. It's a weird time, but you will definitely see the three of us on the Elimination Chamber predictions video and the review coming later this week. So uh, we'll see you then. Until then, we'll we'll review the Elimination Chamber at four in the morning, just like all Elimination Chamber is going to be. Don't worry. Uh, you I'm know, we'll we'll talk about that off camera. For that but until then, from us here at Friday Night Faction, we'll see you later. Ta-ta for now. Ah! Thank you so much for tuning in to another Vibe Tribe production. What's gonna happen next time? Well, you're gonna have to tune in to find out. But until then, remember, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, make sure that you keep the good times rolling. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time.